0: Welcome to a new edition of the podcast. So like every week, we're almost immediately going to go to the dialogue uh, this week with uh, Russell Cobb, who's going to talk to us about his uh, motivation for photography. Well, the reasons of photography. Um, But just to remind you that that, that there's a French version of the podcast for those who speak French. And this week, it's uh, Vincent Calmel, who will talk to us about his relationship to movies. I'd got him into photography and back um, and his search, current search for a film editor for his latest movie. But anyways, um, so now it's going to be the dialogue. Um, and after, if you want to forward at something like 14 minutes, um, I would recommend to listen to the dialogue, of course. But um, after, you will have a, a small uh, second part where I'll talk about the project podcast where we look at inspiration, um, a project made specifically for the podcast how we go into storytelling find ideas and and where it's currently going in this third week and also a little bit about uh our festival the rencontre dalle festival uh, one of the largest festivals uh, for photography in the world that starts next week and also a small feedback uh, about the foam talent call and where we're at so catch you after the dialogue (laughs) Very happy to have Russell Cobb uh, as my invitee for this dialogue. I like old cars and revivals, and there's a Goodwood Festival. And I discovered your work in that context, but your work is, goes way beyond. And I wanted to ask you. I'm going to start directly with the, the main question: uh, Why did you choose photography, or why did photography choose you?
1: I think from the beginning, photography uh, was always about creating memories and also creating stories, and. As a sort of fine art illustrator i've always uh had this sort of imagination so um and what the camera has given me which is the, uh, more so than the brush and the pen is uh is an immediacy to to, to tell a story
0: i 'll put obviously all the links below the description of the podcast sure. you tell stories. Stories you tell where you have portraits trying to convey a situation, a part of a story. You've studied illustration and photography. How would you describe the way you put those two together?
1: I think it was right from the beginning. I remember sort of being a very impressionable student. And I I sat in a lecture and I was shown the work of, uh, now my pronunciation is horrible, the French photographer Agier. And, and it was that basic sort of framework that the physical world is a stage set and man and women and the people are the drama. And it's always the, the marriage of, of the two. Yeah,
0: yeah because you, you talk, I think it's on your website, you talk about some kind of going back to some kind of nostalgia or romanticism, mm-hmm. going back to some historical facts in older times.
1: It's an obsession, and I mean, I've always had a, an obsessive interest in history. And I think when I first started, I realized that there's this big British subculture of dressing up in various guises. Reenactment is one that is a really big pastime. But as a photographer, uh, let's say when I started 12, 13 years ago, when you first go to these events, you, you, you just see, wow, there's a uniform. And it took took me quite a, a while to kind of find my feet with this project. I, I just keep taking pictures and taking pictures. And then it started to become about sort of these incredible eccentric people, really, just British eccentricity, these people that transform themselves into this alternate person. They become this person for an event. They time travel back in time. They often time travel to different eras. So it was all about this sort of idea, there's an actor in everyone. And that's what I sort of, that's a sort of the bigger uh, framework. And an escapism as well. You're always trying to use your imagination. And I have to say, just put my photography hat on from the early days. You know, there, there was a lot of obsession when you're learning your craft and learning kits and learning lighting and the transition into digital and the obsession with megapixels. So this kind of polluted my thinking for quite a while, coming to grasp of all this. But after a while, it was, what's this really about? And every picture has a story.
0: It's funny because you talk about time traveling. And, and actually, I, I was looking at your work, and yeah. I felt more that you were as a time traveler bringing back memories from the past.
1: Just on the bigger... Question again, I think as a very young lad, I was at art school and we were obsessed with Don McCullen and all the war photographers. And so this is the way I got, you know, where, where do I start? So, so with the war reenactors, I, I realized I was never going to be a Don McCullen. You understand the makeup, you know, let's say I joke, I always joke on a sensitive flower, you know, you have a sensitivity and, you know, it can be quite hardcore. So, so getting into reenactments and finding yourself in battle scenes was this sort of playing out this imaginative role. And it's incredible. You, you know, and I have had moments when I, you have to be kitted up. It's this immersive experience. So I've been in German kit, British kit. I've been, they have private battles. I've been in battle. And for you are there, for, there's this escapism. You catch yourself and you think, hang on a minute. this." really could be 50 years ago 60 70 yeah it's like a mutual collaboration between people i'm there you have to be in kit as well because they're obsessive and you know for a public event you will ruin their their eye line you know they'll ruin the display and it took many years of going back again and again meeting the same people and building up trust so it took me a long time to sort of find my way We can talk about Revival as well. That's kind of like the biggest, Google Revival is one of the biggest motoring events in the world. I sent my pictures of myself in RAF, battle a bit of kit on the airfield to the Duke of Richmond. It's very hard to get in contact with this huge organization. And he absolutely loved it. And he just said, can you work on a project for us to capture the essence of Revival? And Revival is really a massive dressing up event for the general public. So everyone transports themselves back in time. And it's vintage motoring and dressing up. And it's, it's just like a big party for a lot of people.
0: Talking about this work you're doing uh, for the revival, uh, it started in 2017 and it's uh, still not 2000, finished.
1: 2016, it's just an ongoing project. And I'm actually having an exhibition at the event. Of some of the best dressed, and I think I'm in the magazine. And I just work on long term projects. I, I i started working for the Telegraph newspaper in a very a very fast way. I mean, it, it's just a completely different world. It's you know, it's literally wire the picture off that day, and off it goes. And-
0: With what you're you're at right now, how did photography? How do you think it changed parts of your life? Did it have a very impactful effect?
1: I think absolutely i th- i think um I've always been a sort of artist illustrator and a photographer but i i was i won lots of awards in illustration and you know best of british awards and I was chairman of the u k association and i i I ticked all the badges but but essentially the life of an illustrator is sitting on your own at a desk. And I was getting—I was—I I don't get depressed, but I, I, I was sort of trying to find reasons not to do the work, and it would get me a bit down. And, but photography is much more. I joke with friends; it's much more. It kind of has a bit more rock and roll and in the sense that you're mixing with people. It's a media. It's a. It's a mutual performance sometimes mm. that you're. And when I'm taking photos, I very rarely do I plan. Because particularly at Goodwood Revival, you just never have a plan because there's always the unexpected. And if you have a plan, it all goes out the window. Mm-hmm. So I just, I've learnt over the years, I'm highly trained to work on the moment. Just find the location. I could be a steam train. Last year was a, a crashed UFO. And I stand there with my, I have spotters and myself and we just grab someone. And then we turn that into effectively a studio shoot on Mm. the side of the street and you you really have to be tunnel vision you know you're in i i try and make these shoots look like it's a very intimate kind of one-to-one shoot but quite often i'm laying on the ground with people stepping over me and beer falling on me and but i I just go into this this tunnel and sometimes you'll just arrive and there's spitfire there Mm. there'll be a and a measurement and you don't expect it but it's wonderful because if you had to arrange to get a Spitfire and a Measure on a field, it's just, that's the curse of photography I'm finding, is finding your models and getting your location, the access, this and that. So I've just become highly skilled at, in moments I can see uh, I can, I can see it. Then you weave in the story. I'll try and create some sort of emotion. You're lost, you're, you're waiting for your hu- RAF husband to return. And so, so people are very good at, at the moment. There's a perception a lot of these shots are kind of really taking a lot of time but they're, they're not there you know i've got a photo on a on a boat on sunday and sometimes i'll loosely storyboard it for myself in my head i'll get into my dna and my brain what i'm going to do but but i'll probably create the story on the day
0: Photography compared to illustration, if I understand well, brought to you the adventure the the excitation of meeting oh. the characters that you used to draw in some ways <laughs>
1: yes yeah. yeah exactly it's a bit of it's a two way thing because my my artwork is very colorful and completely different in some ways, and if i had if I had the resources and the time, i'd love to work that way um, but it's i mean sometimes when i'm in the studio i i do i love location photography because it's the unexpected in the studio it's it's a bare, it's a different thing completely i enjoy yeah. it but it it's uh if you've just got a white background it much becomes you know a plain background it's it's a it's a different ball game
0: how, how do you see your your photographic career right now i've seen your work your art online but i think you've got exhi- you've had exhibitions where yeah. you had large prints where the physicality is is way more important yeah uh, how do you see your work in the future you you prefer you tend to prefer the the real thing or I I think it's
1: really important to I think we're in a world it's so difficult to sort of find a voice and find a language and I, I just think I need to just stick to my guns and, and obviously as photographers we want to make a living and I like stepping into vintage worlds, you know, like a vintage drinks and vintage clothing and you, I so I'm just sort of right on the cusp of trying to kind of to be able to sustain what I'm doing, to kind of bring that into more of a commercial context. But I was at Photo London uh, very recently, and what I, what came out of that was, it, it, I think photography in the UK has finally been embraced as, a, as an art form in itself. But I just walked away just thinking, just stick to your guns, you know, mm. just stick to your own voice. And as soon as you're trying to be something you're not, it's, uh... I mean, Instagram is the compare and despair world. You know, there's so mm. much fantastic work out there so it's a case of just sort of being very blinkered i just keep trying to create more stories at the moment more of a narrative and storytelling
0: are you working on some books or are you planning to have some publications
1: i'll be really honest with you i'm just one of these classic creative people that love love creating and, and then there's always a book in the pipeline you know i just that time I just sit down and put work with it as i've work with a designer. I nearly work, I nearly had a book with a designer and the designer just kind of it, it didn't happen. Goodwood Revival, we are supposed that's the goal. We are working towards a book. But mm-hmm. when that happens, I,
0: I You don't know don't yet.
1: Know. But I'm always looking to sort of yeah, I I love collaborating, but yeah, it's very time consuming to do these things.
0: Do you have something else going on or that you've discovered recently?
1: i would I just think everything's just spinning off revival at the moment, and through Revival I'm meeting lots of reenactors so personal projects is what I've always been done i mean I've always done very well i mean i so I just tend to be honest i I was photographing a couple last weekend on a steam railway, and we're continuing the story this weekend we're on a we're on a boat, and I'll just kind of create some sort of story there so so it's becoming a bit more best boat sort of mm. stories and where that goes and where that, I'm not too sure yet, but um, I'm, I'm just sort of sticking to my path. And But I think this whole sort of reenactment world is the, and there's lots of little subplots and lots of little stories. So it's a very good question and I need to sort of invest time in finding ways to get the work out there as well. That That's the most important thing. I think here in the UK, I think my work sits in this very funny place at the moment. Because I when I enter competitions like the Taylor Wesling or the AOP you know, Awards, the work seems to have this sort of I sit between fine art and uh commercial. And then I think sometimes if you enter a fine art award, it looks a little bit too tainted with commercial. And then when you enter on the commercial side, it's a little bit too fine arty and that's something I need to. Address. I don't need to address that, but that's where I sit. Where it goes, who knows?
0: Yeah, but that that makes also for the richness, I think, of, of your world and your work.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, well thanks. Thanks again for for this small dialogue. You're more than welcome. And Thank looking you. forward to see the future of the of the work you're on.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: So, second part of the podcast. Um, first, we're going to talk about the project podcast, which uh, which I named Matter, um, because of the many synonyms and the meaning of that word, which is which is quite wide ranging. And this project, again, I, I, it's it's an experiment in, in kind of real time. Um, it's about inspiration: um, how you write a story, how you find ideas, how you try to build something concrete. And the experiment is actually me putting myself in in this position of of semi danger, um, because I will have to tell you something every week and see where it goes uh, and see how my process works, and hopefully get some feedback from you too. But last week um, we had I had basically uh, the idea of going towards a some kind of magazine, some kind of publication, and had for the first page a photo this this uh, blurry photo of a sunset. Um, which I felt went well into the idea of inspiration. Uh, how do you create matter for for expressing thoughts, uh, feelings? Um, and that back page uh, where I sort of tried to reflect on my past and the lack of inspiration. And I had this photo from a few decades ago um, of my studio and, and a camera, uh, the camera my grandfather had gave, given me. Um, so this this week I, I was kind of stuck, I think, at the beginning of a project like this it's it's kind of normal and even even more so when I kind of improvise the idea for the podcast so I wasn't really prepared so I think that's quite interesting per se um, so I, I tried to go forwards with something that would make sense and so I sort of kind of reworked the back page and you know, some futile things like I just changed the color from black to white, still have the synonyms of the term matter on the last page, the cover page, the back cover page. And I started, uh, because I had no real more inspiration, I was like, oh, okay, what what, what am I going to fill this magazine with? So I tried something. I, I tried doing, I, I like, for those who know my work, I kind of work uh, in portrait mode, uh, in portrait format more than panoramic format. So Uh, And I like diptychs. So I I tried to do a diptych, see where it brought me and chose two pictures, two recent pictures I I had done. Uh, One was a butterfly into the grass that's flying actually and and another one of uh, wind um, into curtains uh, on a small building in in a suburb in some medium-sized city, Um, both facing each other uh, for those page two and three. Um, yeah, I thought it represented something about, you know, the emptiness, uh, the stillness of the moment and and what does it really mean? Is there a meaning to those things that suddenly we freeze in time? Anyways, that's that's a try. I'm not sure it works. And for the first page of the magazine, of course, besides the the cover, I decided to do a crop on the back page and focus on this camera. Uh, I had on the photo for the back cover page. Um, not sure that works. Again, we'll see in the weeks to come. Maybe everything will change. Um, also, something I'm talking about on the French version of the podcast, I'm doing this project, the physical project for now is only in English. So I talk about that in, in the French podcast because I think depending on the language you use, it's pretty important. Uh, well, your thought, thought process is not the same at all. And I got stuck... Uh, with that uh, in the French podcast Um, it yeah using synonyms of the term matter is is definitely not the same in French so I stuck for the French podcast to this same English speaking project for now maybe it will change maybe I will do a branch maybe I will go to French and we'll talk only about the French version on on this English podcast anyways um, also I tried to try to stimulate my inspiration so I, I decided to do a, a page where i sort of write small haikus about um, inspiration i'm not sure that worked but that's where i'm at with the project this week we'll see where it, it will evolve but anyways yeah um also for for the second part of the podcast i just wanted to talk about the festival the photo festival rencontre de Arles in france it's one of the largest festivals in the world um, many of you probably already know it You can find the website online. It's in French and English. so You'll find all the information about the festival. It uh, goes from the 3rd of July to the 24th of September. The first week is the pro week. So you have loads of people. So it's super dynamic, lots of events. Uh, Of course, the exhibitions, but you'll cross almost anyone you want during that first week. It's really a great mix to network and, and enjoy. So even if you're not a pro it's it's a really enjoyable time but it's often it's really overcrowded that's the bad part of it so for, if you like uh, viewing exhibitions in a more quiet and comfortable way that's not probably not a good time but it's a great time otherwise so i'll be there for a while next week so probably we'll talk about it uh, in the weeks to come um for this year the the subject well the thematic is is translated officially translated to a state of consciousness. So um, they're going to elab- elaborate around those, this thematic. And the poster photo was uh, taken by Emma Sarpaniemi. Uh, maybe I'll have some more uh, next week on her, also in her work. But yeah, uh, so that's about it. Uh, I just wanted to inform you about this major festival uh, in photography. Um, and also last small last update about the foam talent call. Um, still trying to have... Um, someone uh, one of the kind people of foam to explain or maybe to go more into their their understanding of why they communicate on a global talent search but at the same time they want to focus on a certain demographic which is from 18 to 40 years old um and why why would it make sense when you you look for a new photographical talent to to restrict the demographics uh, i do understand beyond 18 for probably legal reasons or simply mat- mature um, the mature maturity state of mind of the authors and that's still discussable but hopefully i'll get someone on the podcast but uh, yeah that's it for the second part for this uh, podcast this week and catch you next week <music>